Hello and welcome back to the WTOC Sports Podcast, another end zone edition. I'm WTOC Sports Director Lindsey Goff with our digital anchor Jake Wallace. Jake, it's the eighth week of football. I won't say it's week eight, but we've had eight weeks of this, so it's it's starting to matter now even more. Yeah, we're inching closer and closer to state playoff time, and so there's a lot of urgency for a number of teams that are kind of right there in the middle of the region race trying to lock up some of those key playoff spots and then there's some urgency from those teams that have played really well through the beginning of the year to not slip up continue on their path they're aiming for a region title and a number one spot in those state playoff seedings and so there's a lot still at stake and that makes it an exciting time of year as we do every week on this podcast we'll start with a little flashback friday looking back to last friday's play of the week winner jake yeah richmond hills caleb easterling his touchdown run earned more than 30,000 votes in our in our poll over the weekend. And it was a, a great play just mm-hmm. right into the middle of a line. There was just a mass of humanity there. And so he just bounced it outside, nothing but grass in front of him, takes it to the end zone for the score. A big win for Richmond Hill. They knock off Effingham County, get themselves right back in the thick of the region race. That was a, a much-needed win for Matt Lazat and his Wildcats. I was at that game, and that, that was a fun one. There was a lot of energy out on the hill. So, uh, Richmond Hill looking to continue that winning streak tonight. And then we started off with some Thursday night high school football last night. Hilton Head Christian went to JP2, left with a 53-12 to win. They're 8-0 now. They have moved locations of their school. They have... They're playing on a new field, playing in a new facility, and yet the Eagles of HHCA continue to win. That's their 19th win in a row. The defending state champs certainly off to a great start this year and and expect to be back. They could make it their third straight state title game appearance, looking for their second straight championship. It's it's a good time of year to be a Hilton Head Christian Eagle. Yeah, according to Loco Sports, our friends over there, Jace Blackshear had seven touchdowns, three on the ground, and four through the air, so not too shabby. That'll get it done. Over in the low country. Looking ahead to tonight, our game of the week. Also in the low country, May River visiting Beaufort. Yeah, and this one is, you you don't want to say it decides the region title because there's still a little bit of the season left to play. Both come in undefeated in region play, but the winner certainly has the leg up and controls their own destiny, as we like to say this time of year, towards that region seven title. And this is one that, kind of got amped up last year a little bit. You know, Buford went into the tank and and rolled May River pretty pretty handedly. You know the Sharks are, are going to look to maybe do a little bit of that tonight over at um, over in Buford. I'm really looking forward to this one. Two senior quarterbacks, Garvin Douglas for May River against Buford's Tyler Haley. Um, May River is going to run the ball. Buford has been tremendously sound all across the field all year. It's going to be a really well-coached, disciplined game between two really good football teams. Yeah, Buford comes in at 6-1. and one. May River's 5-2. and two. They're both 2-0 and oh in region play right now. Um, Buford's all the way up to number 7 in the Class 4A rankings in the SC Prep football media poll. So, certainly one that I think is going to have a lot of eyes, not just in our area, but possibly throughout the state of South Carolina. Uh, the Sharks have won three straight. They're coming off that win at Bluffton. So, it should be an exciting matchup. Yeah, you know there's going to be a really good crowd for both sides oh, yeah. over there tonight in Buford. Pack your bug spray. But 
Um, I think it'll be a really good game and a great atmosphere to boot. Yesterday I talked to both coaches, and they said, while this isn't like one of the traditional rivalry games, it definitely has that feel to it. Do we consider this a rivalry, an in-county rivalry? Yeah, I mean, it probably is. We It's a um, it's always a big game, and, and we try to take it one week at a time. But um, this is always a special week. It's a special week to our kids. And, um, you know, it's a game that we don't really have to get the kids up for. They're, they're excited about it. So um, if I was being honest with you, yeah, it probably is. Um, you guys come in with just one loss. I think May River has, what, two? How important is this game for the remainder of the season in this kind of final last stretch? Well, I think it's big just because of what it does for the setup for the playoffs. You know, if, if you win this game, then you're you're in control of your own destiny as far as the region championship goes. And uh, with the way South Carolina does the uh, playoffs, you know, that gets you two home games at least. And so, um, you know, the longer we're playing at home, the better. So, so we want to make sure that, that we've got the best chance we can. So, uh, this is a really big week, you know, and, and, um, we've, we've talked to our kids about that. So hopefully they're, they're ready for it. What would you say the strength of this team is at this point now that we kind of have figured out who everybody is and, you know, we're at that point now where people are starting to play their best football. I think for me that the strength is just that they they never get too high or too low with anything. They're they're a pretty even kill bunch. Um, even when things aren't going great, you know, um, they they just kind of go back out and play the next drive. And there's not a whole lot of infighting that happens. And um, when you do that, that that means that, that you got a good cohesive group that that cares about each other and loves each other. And so, you know, the hope is that. Uh, even when things are bad or, or whether things are really good, that they kind of stay the same. And, and that's kind of, to me, been the biggest thing. You know, there's, we got great athletes. we got good football players. I think our coaches are really good. So um, all that's great. But um, just seeing the cohesiveness of the team, I think, has been the biggest thing this year. You guys started out with a couple of border battles and playing right. some Georgia teams. What was the thought process behind scheduling these GHSA teams and some heavy hitters to start out your year? Yeah, go play the best teams we could. That that was the thought process. You know, we we kind of felt like at, at times when we get into the playoffs, we maybe haven't seen a team that's really good throwing the ball, or we haven't seen a team that you, you know just an unbelievable athlete or or whatever. Um, so we wanted to make sure that we took care of as much as we could take care of in that regard from a scheduling standpoint as we could. Um, you know, so going and and scheduling those three teams from Georgia, we feel like we did that. Um, you know, obviously playing Benedictine and, and, you know, holding Gurner, we don't, we don't think we're going to see a better quarterback than that this year. I hope we don't see a better quarterback than that this year. Um, so just, just trying to mimic things so that when we get into the playoffs, um, we can kind of go back and say, Hey, you've played against guys that are this good. You've played against teams that are this good or, or better, um, just to give our kids some confidence. And obviously being able to come out of that three and O was really big for us. Obviously, May River has those two losses, but they're not they're not pushovers. They're still a good no. football team. Uh, where do you think you guys match up well with this Shark squad? You know, it's it's kind of weird. I, I always like this game because it's kind of a throwback game. It's, uh, you you kind of just take the gloves off and start swinging at each other, uh, which is which is fun because uh, football's just not played like that a whole lot anymore. Um, you know, they're going to be physical. They're going to be good on on both their lines, and so. 
Um, we feel like we're good on both our lines. So um, it's really just kind of good against good. You know, they're, they're going to want to run the football. We're going to want to run the football. So, um, you know, I think the matchup is, is all about who the most physical football team is. And to me, that's what it is every Friday or Saturday or Sunday that you watch football. Uh, most of the time, the team that's the most physical wins the, wins the football game. Um, and so, um, you know, you watch football on Saturday, Georgia's defense is more physical than everybody else. Um, and that's why they win. So, uh, you know, that's going to be the the game plan for tomorrow night is who's the most physical. And I'm, I know Rodney's saying the same thing to them. So um, that should be a fun thing to watch. Anything else you would want to add or want to say about this game? Uh, we'll, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll let the game take care of itself. All right. Thank you, Coach. I appreciate it. Absolutely. Does it kind of have that rivalry game feel to it? Yeah, I think this has kind of become another rivalry game, uh, definitely. Um, they've got the upper hand on us as far as the wins and losses, but our, it's been for region championship a few times now. So, um, you know, it's got a lot of good region, like I said, championship potential or playoff potential here. So it's uh, it means a lot. Both of you all 2-0 and in the region right now. What does a win do for your team kind of headed into this final little stretch of the season? Well, you know, it kind of helps uh, helps us not have to worry as much. You know, we're knowing you've won three games and you're in. So if you lose this one now, you're, you you got to pick up one more to guarantee yourself a spot. You guys had those two losses, what, about a month ago? What what has your team learned about themselves and improved on since then? Um, you know, definitely going up against Thompson out of Georgia and, and just uh, – they were just an unbelievable team. We, we were outmatched, but it was a great experience for our guys and a uh, big learning experience for us. And, um, you know, we uh, didn't play quite as well against Wade Hampton, not to downplay them at all, but we just didn't play our best game. So uh, anytime we lose, you know, you take the take what we did right and wrong and, and uh, try to learn from our mistakes and get better, and our guys have done that. Our defense is playing much better. Um covering you know a lot better and so we're making teams have to work for it um, a little bit more so hopefully we can continue that on the defensive side and Garvin has done well at quarterback and and he's starting to open up a little bit throwing it more better and so uh, offensively we're hopefully we're not as one-dimensional uh where do you guys match up well with Buford would you say <laughs> nowhere <laughs> <laughs> Oh gosh, they're so they're big up front with Iman and now you know Williams at, at defensive line. Um, so we're we're a little outmatched up front, and then of course they're uh, on offense. They got receivers that can just fly down the field. So we're it's it's gonna be a tough night for the Sharks. We got to play well and not turn the ball over in order to uh, hopefully have a chance. With these in county games, is it one that kids get excited for because they kind of know each other? They do, they do, and and again, you know they. Uh, Everybody's, everybody's wants, everybody wants to be a region champ, so if you got to win this one to give yourself a shot, shot at it. Now, we said May River and Beaufort had a rivalry feel to it. This one's definitely a rivalry. I'm talking about Savannah Christian visiting Calvary tonight. This is the game that they circle. This is the game that everybody you know knows when it is, makes sure that they're there Friday night. It's going to be a humongous crowd tonight at the Specialty Sports Complex in Midtown Savannah. And... If there is a team that is motivated, as motivated as a 7-0 Calvary Day will be tonight, 
I would like to see that football team. The Cavaliers have lost four straight to the Raiders, including a a season-ending state playoff loss a couple years ago. We talked about it a little last week with, like, Effingham County and Richmond Hill and in that rivalry and how Mm -hmm. you had an entire class, an entire senior class that had never beaten Richmond Hill. You have something similar here with Calvary is – Nobody on this Calvary team has beaten Savannah Christian. And yeah. so it's it's the next step for Calvary to get where they want to be, which is to continue their climb towards a possible state championship. But you know they want to get this one very, very badly. And you know Savannah Christian would love to spoil the oh, magical yeah. 2021 season so oh, far. Oh, yeah, no doubt. Calvary coming off a bye week, but they're still ranked number two in the AJC Class A private polls as well as Max Preps. Max Preps has... Uh, Savannah Christian in at number 17, and uh, they got a win last week against uh, Scraven County, 35-13 to 13 on a Thursday night. So they've had an extra day of rest, and man, <laughs> it's going to be a good one. One thing to look for is going to be kind of the health of Savannah Christian. Mm-hmm. Of course, Paula Zitterauer, their starting quarterback, did not play in that win over Screven County, so the Raiders kind of had a little bit of a makeshift situation, ran some different guys out there to play quarterback. We'll see what they do tonight. Baker Woodward, has he's a Calvary alum, but now coaching Savannah Christian. He's never lost to his alma mater as a head coach. He'll try to keep that streak going. And, of course, this is the region opener for both of these teams. They're in yep. that, that small four-team region with, with Country Day and Aquinas out of Augusta. And so you want to talk about even more importance in a region like that. You know, And what, those two play tonight as well. Absolutely, Yeah, Country Day's out of Aquinas tonight, but – in a region like this with only four teams, you hate to say, oh, every week is important, but it is vitally important. Mm-hmm. One loss can be the difference in a region title and home field advantage to going on the road as a four seed. So um, as important as this game is in the in the grand scheme of things and the rivalry and bragging rights, this game could very easily decide yeah. a region title and, and playoff seeding. It's important for a number of reasons, and you mentioned – the health of Savannah Christian, but last week, uh, linebacker David Busey played quarterback, and he rushed for 118 yards and two touchdowns, passed for another 78, uh, and then he had 10 tackles also on the other side of the field, so not bad. But Stuffing the stat sheet. You know, Calvary's sophomore quarterback Jake Merklinger has thrown for 1,413 yards and 13 touchdowns this season. He's playing great. He's one of the, the top quarterbacks in the state of Georgia regardless of class in terms of passing yards Donovan Johnson the freshman running back is also there in rushing yards across the state this is a really talented Calvary team mm-hmm. I mean we've said it all year but every week it seems like there's somebody else that makes a play that's super impressive and so Mark Stroud's got his team playing well they had a bye week, so maybe a little bit of extra time to kind of refocus on, on what the task at hand is. And as we mentioned, you know they're coming out tonight in front of this, what's going to be a great Their crowd, home crowd yeah, yeah, against a rival that they haven't beat in a number of years. They're going to be motivated. Savannah Christian's going to want to play spoiler. We'll see what happens. Yep. Another undefeated 7-0 team that we're keeping an eye on tonight is Appling County. Uh, they're hosting Tattnall County, who's coming in at 5-1. and one. And, Jake, you're making the trip over there. Yeah, I'm headed to Baxley for this one over at Jimmy Swain Stadium. And Appling County, one of 25 undefeated teams left in, Georgia, in GHSA football. But this is a Tattnall County team that comes in 5-1, and one, their best record in a number of years. And this is going to be a huge question 
for Tattnall County. You look at that 5-1, and one and it can be a little deceiving. This is not a shot at the Battle Creek Warriors. It's just, it is what it is. Their, their five wins are over teams with a combined 5-24 and 24 record. Mm-hmm. Tonight, they go to Appling County against against the best team they've played all season. They did lose to Jeff Davis by seven earlier this year. That's the only loss for the Battle Creek Warriors. But tonight will be their toughest test. Isaac Farrell's got the team playing well. He's got them playing with confidence. They've won a number of games in a row. Now you're getting into region play with a big boy in your region and in your class. We're going to find out a lot about just where Tattnall County is. Doesn't mean they have to win. Doesn't mean they have to pull off the upset and shock the world tonight, but if they're competitive and they they hang with Appling and, and give the Pirates a test even, I think that would be a really big testament to just where Tattnall County is. One player to watch, Appling County's Dennis Mims. He's rushed for 858 yards this season. Just last week, he rushed for 242 and passed for 170 in that win against Long County. Appling County's a team to watch in AAA, and if, if all holds serve here, as we expect, and we have Appling County, Pierce County, uh, possibly for the region title in Blackshear the last week of the regular season, that's going to be a humongous game that will be a lot of fun to watch. But this Appling County team is battle-tested. They made a big run last year. And these are a lot of guys that kind of got some of that experience. You know, we spoke, I spoke with Jordan Mullis for the end zone pregame um, earlier this year, and he talked about, you know, we lost a lot. Mm-hmm. And they still have been able to roll out here at 7-0, and one of 25 unbeaten teams. What they've done at Appling County is really impressive. That's a team to watch in terms of a team that can make a run in really what is a wide-open Class AAA. Yep, Tattnall County coming in with something to prove. So those are just a couple that we're keeping an eye on tonight. We've got about 10 games that we're going to have people at this evening. So... Uh, make sure you tune in tonight to the end zone at 11:15, and you can keep up with where we're at and what scores we're seeing on social media. You can follow Jake, myself, and Dal. We'll be out and about on this Friday night. Jake, you excited? I am. It's going to be a really fun Friday night with a lot of games of consequence. That's what you get this time of year, and we learn more and more about everybody this time of year, and it's fun. The urgency folks are out. Mm-hmm. The weather is a little better but as we approach (laughs) Halloween and it's just it's a good time of year to be a football fan and tonight is one of the better weeks I think we've had so far this season and it's drier this week so that's always a bonus that as well we will see you out there on this Friday night make sure you tune into the end zone tonight for Jake Wallace I'm Lindsay Goff thanks for listening and downloading and we'll talk to you next week